This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Here's our sponsor this half hour. It's American Financing. Ah, yes, American Financing, where you can actually save money by refinancing your uh, mortgage. I would suggest hurry uh, I don't know if you've been watching what's happening. Have you seen what's happening with the Fed and the pressure on the Fed to start raising rates? Mm, and Scary. Pretty much collapse everything, which would be great, which would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the only option they have left now to fix things. Uh, so may I suggest refinancing your mortgage? If you have a uh, mortgage rate over 3%, uh, you can save money. Also, if you have high interest credit cards, please Roll them into a consolidation loan. The people who can help you is AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. It's 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Okay, great show coming up for you. And phone calls, 888-727-BECK. Today's the day to call in. Call in now. As, the, uh, as an insider, you can call in and be first. America, welcome to the program. Today is the day for your voice to be heard. We open up our phones at 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. It's also Good News Tuesday. We've got some great news for you uh, coming up today. Uh, There's a lot of good things that show that we are actually winning. We'll give you that and so much more in 60 seconds. Let me uh, let me talk to you here. And I want to be fair to Joe Biden. Sure, we're all feeling his decisions every time we're standing at the pump. But nobody gives him credit for being the first president to also give away free gas in public. Just I mean, you'd have to ask Prince Charles wife, but that's a okay. It was a fart joke, but I thought we'd start. Beneath us, Sarah. How do you think I got in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I thought maybe it might be. Uh, here's what uh, here's what Joe Biden's not going to do. Cover you when the mechanic uh, 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 says, yeah, your warranty is uh, is out of date. You don't have a warranty anymore. And uh, boy, is this going to cost you? He's not going to help you with that. In fact, he's helping everyone else. The uh, the uh, price of fixing your car, especially if it is something like a chip, is just going to cost you an arm and a leg. They have saved me at Car Shield literally thousands of dollars on my old trucks. I want to drive my trucks until the, dar- the doors fall off. And the best way to do that is have a warranty. Can you imagine what it's going to cost you just for a rental car while yours is in the shop if 
they don't have the part? CarShield has you covered. Best defense against costly repairs that could put you in a deep freeze is CarShield. Right now, carshield.com will help you uh, save 10% off of uh, the uh, the plan that you work together and devise with them. carshield.com slash Beck. That's carshield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply. So, you know, the, um, uh, the president had his Summit for Democracy last week. Last week, and the Taiwanese minister uh, was uh, doing a uh, presentation and it was beautiful. It was wonderful. She had a little slide show that she was doing. And uh, this is our country. And the map showed Taiwan in a different color to China. Which would 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 indicate that it's not part of China. Now, in this great uh, a, a little get together for democracies. It was wonderful. All of a sudden, her feed was cut, and she just disappeared. Uh, which is weird, don't you think, Stu? I mean, what are the? Yeah, you know, there are a are lot of odds? problems with the rural internet, and this president has been trying to solve those. Oh, is that what it is? Just putting a few. Do you trillion think she dollars. had dial-up internet? Dial-up. <laughs> she probably. Probably had that's probably she wanted to have more internet like she likes. That was the issue. That's that was mm-hmm. the issue, huh? Okay, all right. Well, I, I didn't I didn't think of it that way, but uh, okay. So Minneapolis, uh, we have some news for you. Minneapolis has uh, been the testing grounds for reimagining policing since the uh, deaths of uh, George Floyd uh, and uh, and now you know others. In June 2020, the Minneapolis City Council said, we are here today to begin the process of ending the Minneapolis Police Department and creating a new transformative model for cultivating safety in Minneapolis. And I wow. think and I think they've done it. They've accomplished that. They've, they've transformed things. Yeah, they have. Nine of the 13 council members uh, said we should defund the uh, police. Now, a little... Little fact here. I don't even know if we can call it. Has Facebook fact checked this yet? The Blaze has come out and said uh, by September 2020, violent crimes had spiked, as did property crimes. Even arson was up 55% compared to the same time in 2019. Just the 55%. Just 55%. Not 55,000%. No. uh -uh. Could be. No. If it wasn't for them, it would have been up 55,000%. Now, at the same time, more than 100 police officers left the department in the first nine months of 2020. By November 2020, violent carjackings had skyrocketed 537% compared to the previous year. Hmm. But. Shocking. Yeah. It's amazing how these things change. You know, Joe Biden ran. Mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. from his past mm-hmm. in authoring the 94 crime bill and uh in and sponsoring it he was a big he pushed for that really hard back in the 90s um you know who else pushed for that back hard in the 90s was uh, the congressional black caucus hmm. who thought you hmm. know what like maybe it's not okay that you guys just let criminals run rampant wow. over all of our communities huh Maybe you should start throwing these people in jail for now, longer periods of time. This is the same crime bill that Joe Biden now describes as oh, a potato. 
Yes, as okay. a potato. Yeah. Uh, but also is being been called racist by everybody uh-huh. on the left today. Uh-huh. So what was the request of the Congressional Black Caucus back then uh-huh. Uh-huh. is racist uh-huh. today. Okay. Keep track. Well, now I just want to. I just. I just want to throw this in. Uh, the Minneapolis City Council has voted unanimously to approve six point four million dollars in additional funding to the police department. Now, that was back in uh, in February 2021, uh, as the people of Minnesota started to reimagine the politicians shutting their pie holes mm. um, <clears throat> last week. Mayor Jacob Fry and the city council agreed to a $1.6 billion budget that includes $191 million for the police department, restoring its funding to nearly the level that was held before George Floyd was killed in 2020. Mm. So that that whole experiment went well. It went, went really well, really well. Any more good news? The number is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is good news Tuesday. That is good news. That is good news. That, that, it is, that, it, people, it, that people, arson is up 55%? No, that people are understanding now it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. Now, really good news. That's just good news. Really good news is that they would then fire all the politicians and they would go, boy, who was it that said we should do that? That was a really bad idea. And fire those people. But the problem is, I mean, you you have, uh, you know, all the money in the world, Minneapolis. If I'm a cop, I don't think I'm coming to work for you because I don't trust you. Oh, I wouldn't wouldn't work in that city if my life depended on it. No, uh, at least in the police department. And, yeah. and, you know, at some point, like, do we stop and say, you know, how stupid you have to be to believe that would have worked in the first place? I mean, how dumb do you have to be to think that that was a good option? No more, no more. Because at some level, you might have the Snow? the typical politician okay. who might believe ideologically that there's some bizarre way to route yourself through the mental gymnastics that would be required to say that getting rid of police is going to lower crime. Mm, cabbage patch dolls. Right. But what about the average Democrat who went along with this? I mean, is there, was there no point where you thought, you know what? Yeah, I know MSNBC is telling me this is true, but is it? Is there a moment you reconsider what they tell you? Uh, sliding glass window. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. That's a, that's a great point. But apparently not. There's no moment, is there? <laughs> this never no. happens. No. There's never a point where they no. stay back and say, gosh, you know. But, whole- there, but there is a point, I really, truly believe, there is a point that the American people say, oh, okay. And it's it's happening right now. It's happening. People are look at the ratings of of MSNBC and CNBC and uh, or I mean uh, CNN. CNN. Mm-hmm. You look at CNN. By the way, did you see Jake Tapper and Amy Klobuchar? I saw a little bit of that. Yeah. Okay. I love this. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think we do. We have the uh, video. Oh, let me just describe it. Um, Amy Klobuchar uh, was sitting next to. Um, Ted Cruz and they're sitting in Congress next to each other. Here's the clip of Amy Klobuchar and Jake Tapper talking about that picture. Listen, there's something that happened uh, Friday uh, that I wanted to ask you about. If we can bring up the picture, Um, you were at the uh, 
funeral for former Senator Bob Dole, mm-hmm. and you were seated, there's, there you are, you're seated next to a Republican Senator Ted Cruz, um, who, as everybody can see, is not masked, despite rules at the National Cathedral requiring all guests to wear masks indoors. Now, you're a breast cancer survivor. Um, you're still Love recovering, this. I guess. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm 100% You're 100% now. better, but you're still at risk of infection because of, uh, because of this, this fight that you, you won. What was going through your mind there where Ted Cruz pulls up next to you and doesn't have a mask on, even though the rules are, please wear a mask to protect you. You wear the masks to protect other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people should wear masks, especially when they're in settings when they're supposed to. I think right. part I, of I, our I, I stop here. So much to say. So much to say. First of all, Jake is sitting next to Amy Klobuchar, who is, I guess, immune compromised, very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. He's not wearing a mask. (laughs) She's not wearing a mask. (laughs) Jack, aren't you putting her life in in, uh, danger? Or Jake, aren't you putting her life in danger? I mean, that looks pretty dangerous to me. The second thing is, could we go back to uh, just roll that and look at the picture of uh, of Ted Cruz sitting next to Amy Klobuchar. There it is. You'll see he's not wearing a mask, nor is the guy behind Ted Cruz. Right. And her mask is below her nose. Below her nose, yeah. So. It's, it's so weird. It's insane. I mean, look, you know, this has gone on forever. There's some weird thing that people think that like cameras cure COVID-19 <laughs> or like if you if you need to make a speech and you need people out there, you know, the, the biggest example of this to me, and I've literally never heard it explained is why Jen Psaki never wears a mask Correct. in her press conferences. She is in, you know that room. It is really tight. It's so tiny. There's yeah. tons of people in there. Every reporter is wearing a mask. And it, at times, they're arguing. Peter Ducey is sitting there saying, wait, asking a question to Jen Psaki about why someone didn't wear a mask. And she's answering it without a mask. He's asking it with a mask. So the really weird thing is, Stu, how far are we? We were about 36 inches. We're about a yard away. Yeah, yeah, maybe okay. a little four feet, maybe. Yeah. Three, four so feet. So this is, I am farther away from you than I am when I was sitting with Bill O'Reilly in his studio, okay? Okay. And you'd sit at his desk. Those desks are really small, mm-hmm. all right? Amy is no no further away than you and I are right now. Those, those, those uh, studios... Yeah. You are. It looks like you're far away, but you're not. Mm-hmm. They're probably three to four feet away. It's six feet that you're supposed to be. But again, a ca- all right. But you, you, a camera will make it look like you're far away. You're on top of each other, and everybody is in the newsroom is on top of each other. And I will bet you that when the uh, when the cameras are on. The people around them might have a mask, might, might have a mask, but nobody else is. You may be right up in the elevator as you come off the street at CNN with a mask on. You hit the floor and you're working. You're not wearing a mask. The anchors aren't wearing a mask. The guests aren't wearing a mask. Your makeup people will be wearing a mask, but nobody else. And, and you know, of course, the masks are completely ineffective anyway. That's why it's important to point out where what the dumb thing is here. It, the dumb thing is not that they're, they sh- you know, we shouldn't be saying, hey, when you're on CNN, you should be wearing masks while doing your interviews. That's not the correct solution here. The correct solution is to not do the segment. 
You don't do a segment where you're criticizing Ted Cruz while you're not wearing a mask. Obviously, their decision as two, I'm sure, vaccinated people sitting in the same room together, talking to each other and not wearing masks is totally appropriate. That is actually what they should be doing is sitting there and not worrying about masks. They're going to do almost nothing have in the situation had anyway. The third vac- have they had the third vaccine? I don't know what they've had. They, shot. I would guess they have. They have the third one because this one, this one we're now being told, this one's going to be the one. This is the one that's going to do it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to, you have this third one. Now they said that after the second one, but this time. Get it if get you want or third. don't get it if you want. Whatever. <laughs> the point is, if you're going to get it and you think it does something, then doing a television show without a mask is completely sane, right? The, what's insane is acting as if Ted Cruz put her in danger, right? That is what's insane about this situation. And then acting as if it's, you know, so this terrible offense against a cancer victim. I mean, are you have any sense that you're sitting across from the same person who still used to have cancer and you don't have a mask on? No, How they don't. How can you possibly be critical of Because Cruz? no one says anything to them. They don't I even guess. think this way anymore. They don't. They are not self-analyzing because no one in their little bubble ever pushes them. By the way, for those of you who are keeping track, in London we found out yesterday there was one death of Omicron. So that is one. So the official score, Alec Baldwin won, Omicron won. To be fair, we don't know how many Alec Baldwin is Thank you. You're exactly right. Right. Tuttle Twins, if there is one thing that you need to do for Christmas, it is get something that will help your children um, be able to defend themselves, defend the Constitution, defend the free market, things that can fire up their imagination as well. I want you to, if you can get them to fire up their imagination and teach them these principles at the same time, it will change their life. This is one of the reasons why you should have the Tuttle Twins books. I recommend them so strongly. This, I mean, this is a commercial, but I've said this outside of commercials uh, as well on this. I believe in these books. I believe these are essential underneath the Christmas tree. You've got to order them now or you won't get them in time for Christmas. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. They have the books and curriculum for kids and teenagers, all of all ages, from toddlers to teenagers. Holiday discount right now of 40% off. Get the workbooks for free. Just go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. And this time of the year, it's not the kind of car you drive or the size of your bank account or how many White Castle cheeseburgers you can eat that makes you a special person. It's the little things like family and friends and... Shut up in there, you kids! I'm, I'm trying to talk on the radio! And it's not what kind of china you have on your table. <laughs> Although that's not quite true because Cousin Mildred's always commenting on that. But anyway, happy holidays from the Glenn Beck program to Uh, you. uh, Let's go to Rob in Indiana. Hello, Rob. You're on the Glenn Beck program. 
Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I know. Um, me, too. I'm talking to Rob. And I was like, didn't I just say yesterday, if I could finally talk to one Rob? One day. Yeah. One day, I'm going to be able to do uh, it. How you doing, Rob? One up, too. Holy good. I'm, I'm doing great, man. Great. Hey, uh, you know, I've been with you guys a long time. Back to the rallies for America. Holy cow. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, I, I would give anything to hear one more. We're going to have a Murray Head weekend out of Stu. <laughs> That's that, really going back. That is. Back machine, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Murray Head weekend. So anyway. Um, anyway, I, I just, you know, when Rush passed, I, I just wish, you know, one time I could have told him thanks. And uh, I'm telling you the same thing. You guys are like a lifeboat to some of us. Thank you. Rob, that is really nice of you to say. And the way you said it um, was really worth the $30 that we paid him. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it came off really yes. sincere, and especially with a crack in your voice right. and stuff. No. Uh, <laughs> Rob, thank you so much. It awesome. really means, it means a lot. And we feel the same way about Rush. Um, I miss him. I've been thinking about him a lot lately. Yeah, you did a podcast, we should point out, with uh, yeah. Bo Snurdly. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Snurdly, who... Uh, did you know he was black? <laughs> yes, I was aware. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. No shocking. idea. Um, but he, of course, worked with Rush for many, many years. And, you know, he, in the interview, pointed out, of course, how great Rush's audience was. But he, I mean, they noticed, they loved our audience, too. Uh, everybody yeah. over at Rush. He said off the air some really nice things yeah. uh, that, you know, Rush had said about this audience and the show mm-hmm. and everything else. And it was very cool. It was very, very cool. We miss him as well. Matthew in, Del- in Delaware. How are you? Good, sir. How are you doing today? Very good. I just called it, was calling in. I wanted to just talk about, like, how are we supposed to go forward especially in regards to having conversations with people. We saw it a lot with the Rittenhouse thing. People were just genuinely misled and misinformed, and I hate that term, Um, but they were. But with that, there was a clear video that we can show people and inform them of what actually happened. But with the vaccines and COVID, it's a lot harder. Um, I remember the UK technical data came out, and it it showed when the vaccines were originally losing their efficacy. And I went to show that data to somebody about a week later, and it was gone. They previously had it broken down by age, showing who was in the hospital, who was vaccinated and unvaccinated. And they pulled it back and edited it and posted it back out again. And it's one of those things where I hate to be um, like angry or frustrated with people for not knowing something that they literally can't get a hold of, you know? And I understand not everybody can follow these things like I or you all do at the Blaze. Um, so it's just hard to try to figure so, out what you're supposed to do. So hang on just a second, because I I want to I want to address this. Will you hold after the uh, break? I'll I'll address your your comment. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're in the final uh, countdown now, not only to uh, Murray Head Weekend, but also Christmas. It's only a couple weeks away, and Chamonix wants you to do uh, celebrate the holiday season with gift giving parties. And all the fun that you're going to have this holiday season, looking years younger and getting compliments everywhere you go, all thanks to GenuCell. From now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is 60% off at GenuCell.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See those troublesome, droopy eyelids, maybe forehead wrinkles, maybe you got a little pesky bags and puffiness, and even a sag- sagging jawline. 
All that can disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's classic collection. With its immediate effects, you will see results in less than 12 hours. That's not my guarantee. That's theirs. So you go and uh, you get the GenuCell. In 12 hours, you see results or your money back. Nothing to risk here. You're also guaranteed to get your GenuCell in time for the holidays because it's made here right here in the United States. Visit GenuCell.com and enter the promo code BECK35 for an additional 35 bucks off. Every order today instantly upgraded to free express shipping for delivery by Christmas. GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Hey, hey, don't forget, join us at BlazeTV.com for a Murray Head Weekend <laughs> all weekend long. All right, all right. Uh, let's uh, let's get back to the phones. Uh, we uh, we had Matthew on from Delaware just a few minutes ago, and your question again. Can you restate it, Matthew? Yes, pretty much. Just how do we go forward in trying to talk to people and have conversations about all these things that we're dealing with when they are genuinely misinformed about what the situation is, um, specifically regarding COVID and how the the actual truth about all of this stuff is so hard to get a hold of and it's constantly being changed and kind of all the odds are stacked against us, you know? So Matthew, let me, uh, let me go through a couple of things. Um, first of all, you, you have to, when you have an, um, a discussion with somebody, not an argument, a discussion with somebody, correct. you need to start with is, are you set in your ways to where if I provide information that is factual, uh, that you will reconsider or possibly change your mind. Because if you do that with me and you have things that I don't know, uh, I'll check into them. But if they turn into if they are facts, then I would be uh, I would be a horrible citizen and really kind of a bad person if I didn't change my mind. So you need to preface yeah. it, right? You need to preface it with, uh, with that. Then you also need to say, um, because some of these things, most of our problems, uh, you know, for instance, with coronavirus, my problem is uh, not just, you know, does the, does the vaccine work or is it a therapeutic, et cetera, et cetera. Mine is uh, based on the, the Bill of Rights. Our biggest problem should be that you're being forced to take it if you're not forced yeah, to take it then you take it if you want to um and that's bill of rights so i i have started all of my discussions with people that i don't know do you believe in the bill of rights as written if they say no then you can move on now <clears throat> here's the problem you are exactly right when it comes to uh, the facts being deleted, the facts changing. Um, but we are living now in a world that is, uh, if you are uninformed, it is self-imposed. <clears throat> and here's what I mean by that. Back in the 1930s, we didn't know if the Germans were really rounding people up. Even the Germans didn't know for sure, but they were... Um, on the edge of self-imposed ignorance. It only took somebody asking a few questions 
you know, it could get you killed, but asking a few questions here in the West, generally speaking, we didn't know the difference between conspiracy fact and conspiracy theory. We didn't know if they were really rounding them up. We had heard rumors of that as they turned out, they were true. But until we had evidence of that, it was a conspiracy theory. We are now living in a world where we know and have access to the truth. If you really, what is the difference between us? Remember, it is our president, President Trump, that was the one behind this vaccine. He took credit for it. He deserves credit for it in some ways. Um, and it was, it was his. They were the ones that were skeptical. Why did that suddenly flip? I can tell you when I became against the vaccine, um, and I'm not really against it, uh, but when I became very skeptical of it, and that is when they started acting so bizarrely uh, against all reason and when they started forcing people to take it. When did the other side flip? When did the other side say, I'm not going to take this vaccine if it comes from Donald Trump? And then all of a sudden, because it was administered by Joe Biden, they're not willing to question any of it. So it's all politics. Now, here's where it really gets, I think, we really get into trouble. I don't know if you saw the story that came out last week, but that lawsuit filed by John Stossel. You've been following this, too? Yeah. The lawsuit filed by John Stossel um, says he was defamed by fact check. Now, fact check is part of something from Facebook, and they they labeled a video that he made as misleading. Facebook or Meta's attorneys say that Facebook's fact check, you ready, is an opinion, not an actual check of the facts and declaration of the facts. And under the libel law, opinions are protected from liability for libel. Okay, so here's what here's what they actually filed. This is the quote from Facebook's complaint. The label themselves are neither false nor defamatory. To the contrary, they constitute protected opinion. Beyond the threshold of Section 230 problem, the complainant also fails to state claim for defamation. For one, Stoffel fails to plead the facts for establishing that Meta acted with actual malice, which as a public figure he must. For another, Stossel claims... Uh, focus on the fact check articles written by climate feedback, not the labels affixed through the Facebook platform. The labels themselves are neither false nor defamatory. To the contrary, they constitute, and I'm quoting, protected opinion. This is something that you need to share with your friends. You need to have this almost printed up in a little card that you keep with with you. This is Facebook's defense on uh, uh, against the defamation claim of John Stossel. John Stossel, John Stossel says this is not misleading. These are the facts. So fact check came out and said, no, that's misleading. John knows the facts. No, it's not misleading. 
These are the facts. And he went to court to challenge them on the facts. And what did Facebook do so they wouldn't lose a lot of money? They said those are protected opinions, not actual facts that Facebook was providing. So it's amazing what lawsuits reveal. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So how can protected opinion trump and be the final word on facts? I know what I can and can't say, you know, in the Facebook rules. I know. However, fact check that are merely opinions hurt my credibility, my name, my distribution. I'm made into a conspiracy theorist or somebody who is sloppy on the facts. I know when it comes to the coronavirus, we will admit anything that we get wrong, but we work really hard to get it right. We don't go off half cocked. When we know we're posting something, when I know I'm saying something outside of an opinion, I want to make sure that we have facts. And I use facts to back up my opinion. But my opinion is just that, an opinion, not a fact. The fact that I said the opinion, now that's a fact. <laughs> but I mean, it's... It's an opinion. And you when when opinions trump facts, civilizations cannot stand. When the Germans denied the gas chambers and said they were all conspiracy theories, well, it could have been a conspiracy theory because it was only backed up by whispers, questions, and theories. But when we had photographs, documents, and eyewitnesses, only fools or knaves would deny those things. And we call those people Holocaust deniers because they are denying the fact of the Holocaust. Now, the problem here is with the left, this is all by design. Cass Sunstein, who was working for the president, President Obama, advocated and still advocates uh, calling everyone who disagrees with, let's say, uh, critical race theory. They claim that that's a conspiracy theory. Critical race theory, it's not being taught in schools. How many times have you heard that? It's not being taught in schools. That's a conspiracy theory. That's Cass Sunstein. That is the recommendation by Cass Sunstein to the administration and to the left to label people conspiracy theories, quote, even if the claim or the charge ends up being true. We know you can't call milk or meat organic without standards. Why? Because if it's just an opinion, no, this is my opinion, it's organic. That label means nothing, nothing. We cannot call a vaccine a therapeutic. And you can't call a therapeutic a vaccine, until recently, without a very good reason. That one really makes no sense. I mean, who cares what you call it? Honestly, like the whole complaint they have are people that are against vaccines. Probably calling it a therapeutic would benefit everybody. Sure would. If they really want people to take it. 
So how can Facebook claim they are checking facts when they are when their facts are merely opinion? The damage is can't be uh, undone, and this is why your friends won't believe you. It's a well-orchestrated plan, all documented. Read Cass Sunstein. Just look him up. Read Cass Sunstein. <laughs> this was well-orchestrated. Read Rules for Radicals. It says the same thing. And your friends, if they won't go in and look at the other side, and I say the same thing about you, if you are presented with facts that you can go and check and you're not willing to change your mind if they prove to be true, well, then you've joined a religion. And that is the problem. Wokeism is a religion. The Democrats have given over the party to religious zealots. They are revolutionaries and they ask for faith not facts. Give a man a fish and he'll probably eat for a day. Give a man a protein bar and he'll hit you with a tire iron because they suck. Quite honestly, until built bar, you give man a built bar. And if he's like me, he'll avoid eating it until one day when there's no food in the house and then he'll try it and he'll be like, why didn't I eat this a long time ago? It's delicious. Built bar. Eat, I eat every built bar like it is my last or somebody else's last if they're not looking. They're actually healthy for you. They're high in protein, fiber, low in carbs, low in calories, and you'd never know it by the way they taste. They're made with real chocolate. I mean, it, they taste like a candy bar. So this holiday season, don't stress out about the weight. Just if you're going to snack, snack on a built bar. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Get 15% off your order. Promo code BEC15 for 15% off now at Built.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let's go to Angie in Pennsylvania. Hello, Angie. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hello. I'm Mace. I finally get to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you, Angie. <laughs> Me too. I get to talk to you. Yay! Um... I just want to talk about the squeeze of the items in stores, the empty shelves. And um, my husband is in the National Guard and he has to quit because they're not going to be giving raises or anything for the technician jobs for at least 18 months. And it's just getting very, very tight in the rural places right. in Pennsylvania. Right. You're in you're in Pennsylvania. And I mean, yeah. It is. It's it's ridiculous to uh, to think um, that the the average person is not noticing these things. Um, you know, I think everyone rich and poor can go to the gas station and notice that inflation at the gas station is happening. I think anyone can go in rich or poor and buy meat or milk and go, wow, that's uh, that's different. The ones that it really hurts are the ones towards the the bottom of the scale. The closer you are to the poverty line, the more those things hurt you. And, you know, when when he said, I'm not going to raise your taxes. And we said, inflation is the hidden tax. 
I hope people understand that. And it does no good to to wallow in this and say we were right and he was wrong because people are truly, truly hurting right now because of inflation. We just have to focus right now on making sure that we keep people awake and we we tell them because so far nothing has been effective coming from this administration on uh, blaming this inflation on anybody else. But I wouldn't I, I wouldn't trust that that's going to be the case a year from now. They'll probably stumble onto something that will work. We just need to make sure that we are teaching our friends while they are teachable because the religion hasn't kicked in yet. That these things come from money printing. These things come from massive spending at the federal government level. Uh, and, you know, the good news is I think it's 55 percent say right now that inflation is being caused by the federal government and printing money and the build back better bill that thing is known by almost everyone now looking at a two trillion or 1.9 trillion dollar bill most everybody including democrats are now starting to say uh that's only going to make things worse it's not going to make it better this is the glenn back program